what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another week of College Frenemies with your host. I am the Sebastian Alexander Bonet. And this is Neymar. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Hopefully, guys, your week is going well. We are excited to be with you this week. How's your week going so far, Neymar? My week is going well. Um, busy getting back into the swing of things at the office and working on a new des- design project, excuse me. So, you know, things That's, are fine. Things are busy. That sounds fun, fun. Everything here is going well on my side. Just pretty much been working, doing some things for some clients, and just trying to keep my head above water. Um, so what we're going to go ahead and do, guys, is go, go ahead and get into, get, I uh, can't even talk today, get into our segment that we call The, the Deans. So this week on the Dean's List, we are highlighting a special, I guess I would say a family unit. I mean, this was brought to my attention uh, that someone uh, tweeted me, but a San Antonio transgender woman and her father appearing in a national ad campaign about acceptance. So the model's name uh, is Jessica, and hopefully I'm pronouncing this correct, Zaire, or Zyri, Z-Y-R-I-E, and her father, Dwayne Price. Uh, they have appeared in a national ad campaign with Glad and Absolute Vodka, celebrating the 50th year of Pride, the Stonewall riots. Um, and why they have made it to the Dean's List is purely... Um, visibility and acceptance uh this father and daughter combo um are people of color um and so that is not a light that we often see seeing a father particularly with his transgender daughter supporting loving um accepting them um historically within our community it is something that is not um celebrated first off it's not celebrated being gay you know how we're how we're treated just being gay out living authentically but then adding another i guess caveat to it is being transgender as well that is something that you just don't see um within the african-american community and so it is great to see mr price and miss zaire zaire i'm again i hope hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, showing a positive example of unconditional love, of acceptance, of you are my child, you are uh, or were my son, but now my daughter. And regardless what skin you are in, your DNA runs, uh, or my DNA runs through you, and I'm going to love you and accept you uh, regardless. And so uh, this is why this week uh, this father and daughter combo have made it to the dean's list any thoughts Neymar? bravo i think it's absolutely amazing i think all all parents of lesbian gay bi and transgender uh children should be accepting um you know a lot of families have issues with that unfortunately and acceptance is the i believe the capstone of love um so yeah i think it's amazing so bravo all right guys well welcome to the dean's list you have uh made it on here with two other people as of right now (laughs) so uh, technically what other person uh so welcome to the dean's list guys we'll be right back 
Welcome back, welcome back, and we are in the quad, the quad, the quad. So, have you been keeping up with this Layla Rashad, Antoine, Fuqua, Nicole Murphy, and Legends? I have, I have not. So one of the things you all should know about me, tried and true for real, I don't really keep up with much of the gossip things. So it's really difficult for me sometimes to keep up with the mess, but... Eh. No, but I, I, I haven't heard. All right, so let me catch up. We're going to get your feedback. So long story short, Antoine Fuqua. And I know this has been on the blog sites. Everybody's been talking about it. Um, but we're going to get it from, I guess, a different opinion, different approach. Antoine Fuqua, married to Layla Rashawn. Antoine Fuqua is the director of Training Day, uh, starring Denzel Washington and a whole bunch of other people. Layla Rashawn is Miss Sunshine. And you old school folks that know Harlem Nights, um, waiting to exhale. She was literally the hot girl summer of the 90s. Right. Um, and then Miss Nicole Murphy, the ex-wife of Eddie Murphy. She had her show on, I think it was VH1. I forgot the name of that show. It was mm -hmm. her and ex R. Kelly, ex-wife, and some other people, yada, yada, yada. So long story short, they were in Italy, and there was a picture that surfaced of Antoine Fuqua kissing uh, Nicole Murphy. And it wasn't like a kiss that you kiss, you know, your grandmama, your mama, whatnot. It was a kiss. Now, it hit the sights, and what Nicole Murphy replied back saying, oh, we're just family friends, and this was a family kiss. Now, if you've seen the picture, that is not a family kiss by any means. I don't and know. I haven't seen the picture. Any, anybody. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, just to type it in, honey. Anybody that's seen the pictures, this ain't. A family kiss, and then, and if it was, I don't know nobody that kissed their family that way. I ain't never kissed none of my <laughs> none of my cousins, none of my aunties, none of that stuff like the way that they were kissing. And so, Antoine Fuqua has not been has not said anything. Leela Rashad has not particularly said anything. Uh, and I wish Nicole Murphy wouldn't have said anything because it it added more fuel to the fire. Um, this is definitely more than a family kiss. It, just based on looking at it, just based on looking at it, definitely more than a family. I mean, no, this is a this is a tongue down situation, and he's in a towel. Come on, there's no way around this. So has she left? Well, who has who left? Miss Rashawn. No. So, okay. So, the other caveat to this, apparently and allegedly, he has two kids outside of the marriage on Layla. So, this cannot be the first time that he has, quote unquote, stepped out allegedly because he has two out full, uh, full kids outside of Layla. Now, people say, you know, Layla is not, Layla, Lola, whatever, Layla Rashad, she is not the girl that she used to be. First off, baby, age is a mug. Now, you can keep trim. You can work out. In the case of Miss Murphy, you know, she's worked out. She kept her body tight, far as I know. I don't know if there's any surgeries involved, but she looks good. I'm not physicalities. I'm not saying that that is, you know, an issue. But Layla Rashad is not the woman that she used to be, I'm assuming, when they got married. Now, if he married her for the purpose of, She's the it girl now, or she was slim and trim back in the day. Okay. But 20 years has passed, and reportedly, she's also been diagnosed with lupus. And when you have lupus, you take a lot of steroids to control the lupus, and in return, steroids blow you up, right? 
So it could be that she is um, not that she does not want to be Layla nineteen ninety. Uh, it could be that just the medicine allegedly that she's on is preventing her from um, losing the weight. Or maybe she just say, bitch, I'm 50 years old and this is my 50-year-old. Well, 55. 55, right. This is my 55-year-old body and this is what it is. Now, if he married her because she was the... If he's, if he's into looks, if he's a looks guy, like people date women, men because of their looks. I don't know what the thought was going to be that she was going to maintain this for the duration of the marriage or when that ended or whatnot. I, I don't know. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I don't really have any thoughts. I think, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate that it happened. It clear, it's clear. I mean, I think it's clear as day that he is having an affair and... One has to make the decision to leave or not. I don't think it has it should have anything to do with someone's body. Like if he loves her, like why are you cheating? And I wouldn't stay if I were her. Absolutely not. Cheating is just unreconcilable. You should not. You should not cheat. That's my feeling. So you're saying that if you well now again he's had two outside children allegedly, but you're saying if someone cheats in a relationship, there's no making up for that. No. No. Uh, I mean, I mean it. I mean it's a slippery slope. You know, it all depends. For me, it would be difficult, but it's a it's a personal thing. Okay, I don't know. I just think that if if he is into looks, just say hey. It's been a twenty year. It's been a good twenty year ride. You know, yada yada yada. But I think I, we need to go our separate ways and then be with who you want to be with. There is really no need to cheat. Uh, but on the flip side as well, I'm not sure why she, uh, she Layla, um, has decided to stay. I had never been married, and I ain't never been with nobody for that amount of time. So I know that plays a part in it, that you have children. I believe all of their children together are grown, so I don't think they're staying together because of the children. Uh, but I just, this has been a proven pattern, allegedly, for him, so I just don't know why you decide to stay or why. I mean, it is what it is. So um, I wish them nothing but the best with that. Um, and, you know, honey, stop sliding your dick in the other people. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, honey. Uh, so Titus Burgess. Now, this is your, your cup of tea. I love Titus. Absolutely. Titus is, and if you all don't know who Titus is, look up Titus on YouTube singing. Uh, I mean, he sings everything, but he's like, he's he's the male that sings all the female songs. So uh, Titus Burgess on YouTube, he uh, poor unfortunate souls. Look that up. Awesome. So Titus was on. He's most known for the Unbreakable Commissionment. The yeah. black guy on That's Titus. Uh, Titus well, on the show, he's with Titus Andromedon. Um, but he was just recently on Andy Cohen, watch what happens live. Um, and apparently there is some mess backlash. Uh, ultimately Andy asked a question about him working with Eddie Murphy. We speaking about both of the Murphys tonight, coincidentally. Oh, yeah. Um, so working with Eddie Murphy, because I guess there's a new Dolomite movie coming out or whatnot. Um, uh, and Titus was like, you know, he was great, you know, this, that, and the other. And then Eddie, uh, and it goes on to say, well, you know, he was problematic for the gays. 
And Titus shot him this look like, okay, girl, what are you trying to do here? And he answered the question or whatnot. Um, and then there was some banter to where Titus looked off camera, was looking at somebody like, bitch, get me off the stage. And then uh, Andy Cohen was like, well, what did you say? He was like, girl, nothing, girl, just do your show. Um, and you could tell that he was just over it. Mm. And he later went on to his Instagram um, and posted this long tweet that I am. Not, it was not even a tweet. Um, it was a statement. It was. It was a. I, and it was rightful. And it was right. I mean, rightfully so. And I have an opinion on Mr. Andy Cohen. Well, go ahead. Do your opinion while I pull up the statement. So you know, I, I, I've read a lot of people's comments. You know about. You know the interaction and in relation to Andy Cohen, and 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 the manner in which he uh, parades, I think, you know his, you know his superiority in the entertainment industry, and then I think, in a way, he is a bit. He has he has become a bit too familiar with the black culture and then the black gay culture, mm. and so you make these little statements. No, 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 no. First of all, if he was problematic, he might have been problematic to you, white gay man. Mm-hmm. But these are very two different things, and we also know. Let's just be very clear. There is a difference in the manner in which black men, gay or straight, are going to handle each other. Right. In business. Mm-hmm. So you might have gotten an experience from Eddie Murphy, but let's not make this some generalized thing as if it's our issue. No, that's your issue that you had. And I've never heard, and I love Eddie Murphy. And I'm an openly gay man. I've never heard anything in relation to him being problematic for the gays. So I'm not sure where that's coming from, mm-hmm. and nor have I done my research. But he does come off with this air that is a little distasteful. Well, it, would you consider that being... Uh, wh- okay, so guys, there is something white privilege, and then there's white gay privilege. Of course there's white gay privilege. Come on. Okay. Yes. I, 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 but the but the but the but the irony of it is that you're pretty because let's let's now let's be very clear about how he got his start. Okay. I mean, you know, he came from the bottom. Right. Now he's here, Mister mm. Andy Cohen. Right. He's executive producer of all of the Housewives franchise. Right. But even before well, that, that he like he came from very very. Right. I mean, he right. You know, so wonderful, wonderful, bravo, blah blah blah. But like, just don't don't get too common and familiar with. That is just that that is just my thought process. I don't care how many black shows you produce and whatever da 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 da. Like your experience will never be my experience on the good side and the bad side. You understand what I'm saying? No, I get it, and I think that's what Titus was hitting at because right, that's what he was saying. This is what he wrote, uh, and I don't, I don't think you should, you're gonna read the whole thing. It's not it's not very long. Um, and he says, she can be a messy queen. Yes, I said it. Don't care who knows it either. He should remember his talk show isn't an episode of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's a place where artists come to talk about art and have a little fun, not a place to harass old rumors or bring stars negative press. 
Sunday was a display of a ratchet behavior by a well-conducted man having having blatant disregard for one of his guests. If only if only time were taken to know who I am and not assume that I am the character that I play on TV, he would have known how to conduct a proper interview with at uh, interview with at all. I received four Emmy nominations for acting, not for being my for being myself. He was lucky. I had my wits and Christian values that day. Always keep it classy. Being friends with other talented celebrities does not make you talented. It makes you friends with other famous celebrities. He should rip a page from Anderson Cooper and learn how to do his job. So clearly he said he has no talent. That's what the man said. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, Titus is offended, rightfully so, because I did not come here to kiki and kaka with you. La girl, no. Well, I think well, but the basis of the show, I think he was offended by the question. If you ever seen the show, the show is a but Kiki he was show. offended by he was offended by the question, which was messy, right? So what I'm saying is that Titus was not interested in being no Kiki Kaka. I I agree with I agree with um Titus. I have four Emmy nominations. I have done all these things. I'm not here to be Kiki with you. Like we actually here. And so I honestly think it sounds like from the backstory because I read Andy Cohen's very condescending, um, his little condescending uh, rebuttal. Um, but it seems like you know he said they ran into each other. But it just this sounds like this was strictly like I know how press works. Right. This was a PR thing. Right. He probably ain't never liked Andy Cohen, but he knew. He had to be on that press, on that press junket to press, you know, to push that movie. So he was doing his job and he was not trying to, and he was not coming at a Kiki and Kaka. So that's just what it is. And I don't, and I, I, I don't blame Titus for that. It's like, why does everything got to be a, a, why everything got to be a key all the time? Ugh. I mean, I'm one of those that as, as sometimes I'm like, okay. Like, let's, can we actually talk about why I am here? Because he came on the show, just like he said, I did not come on the show to talk about Eddie Murphy. Like, why are you bringing up old stuff? He didn't even have to go there. He could have just. Well, I get, I mean, no, I get he that was aspect. being. So he was, so he went, he went out of his way, way too, to be messy, right. uh, which that, was, which was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, Andy does that on, on, on. On the regular. Now, so, see, Eddie, Eddie Murphy is a box knife. Eddie Murphy catches ass in the street. Well, that's old Eddie Murphy. Girl, no. Eddie Murphy still trains till this day. Oh, I mean, no, no, no. But, but I mean, as far, as far as talking about, not boxer wise. Well, honey, you never fighting. know, honey. Uh, I mean, you, you never know. on the right day. Right. And I, so I, all I I'm just saying that. is, like, you know, just kind of like, don't because, because Eddie would have been like, wait a minute. Why you, like, some people, why you put your name, why, why you put my name in your mouth? Like, you just pulling stuff out of thin air so well i mean i agree with titus i disagree with andy cohen and if the chips fall where they may now nah, i'm done with it well i'm just happy that so i mean as much as i i don't watch what 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 is it called watch what happens live i don't watch it often i watch it when people on there that i like or i may catch clips on youtube um but based on what i've read and and i want to say investigations but that finally someone has put andy quote unquote in his place and so because a lot of people you know, be scared to say stuff 
because these be Hollywood people. And I'm like, Titus, I could give less than a damn. I'm going to tell you like it I is, is. And I'm like, I'm not. So I, I apply Titus and Titus is talented and Titus is still going to get his check because everybody know he said how he felt. And that was just the truth. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Okay. So Titus, I commend you, honey. I, I you, you, you showed a little queen, honey, but that's fine. I'm here for it. Uh, so shout out to I guess now fellow LGBTQIA member ish kind of sorta. Uh Lunas X. He has broken the record. Beat Mariah. He beat Mariah. Shy, and, she was talking cash shit too. Well, no, she wasn't worried. Well, well, well. She said, "I saw a tweet that she sent uh, him on Instagram saying congratulations. Not Instagram, but uh, Twitter, uh, saying congratulations. And you know, one sweet day was a song for boys and men that we held dear and welcome to the club or something of that nature. So Lil Nas X uh, out because he he outed himself apparently during Pride Month and out black gay man." has the longest-running number one song at currently now 17 weeks on the Billboard charts with Old Town Roads. I think that's the name of the song. Old Town Roads featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, I'm happy. I don't know nothing too much about the song. I know it ain't... I don't think it's my generation listening to it. It's these little babies out here listening to it. And I say babies, I mean, like, for real babies. Like, yeah. children. Like, y'all remember kids? You remember Kids Bop? Uh, I, I think it's like literally the little babies that like mommy daddy put out old time road country and they playing that bitch on repeat remember how um wasn't that daddy how that song just kind of hit and everybody all the kids fell in love with it but and then, bravo for him I think I think that's I think it's great that you know he now now let's I mean let's talk about longevity though I don't know how long he'll necessarily last in the industry. I mean, if he's smart, he'll he'll evolve, like most very successful artists do. Well, maybe, or maybe um, he don't want to. Maybe he just want. Maybe he may be just a one hit. I mean, he put out an LP or an EP with like seven songs. Um, I ain't listening to that none of it because he ain't really my cup of tea. Um, but he may last, or he just may be the, that nigga that I got the number. They got the longest. I mean. Cause when was one sweet day? That was what ninety what? That'd be like that's mid nineties. It was in the nineties. Like ninety once I was in like element middle school, high school. That was like at least ninety four, ninety six. So you're telling me for the last what twenty plus years, not one song, not one artist can beat one sweet day. And this, I don't say look gay boy, but this this guy has come along and now has beat that and Desperados for seventeen weeks. Will it be that it be another twenty thirty years before somebody beat him? Absolutely not. Technology speeds everything up. Something will come along again that will supersede his, and I mean, eventually, but it won't be twenty years. No, no. Okay. Well, we'll no, see. It won't be I, years. I, I think it's gonna be a while, a if couple of years. If we still here, but it won't be twenty well, years. I, I plan to be here, honey, for twenty years. I don't know where you plan to be, uh, but um, I think that he has. I don't know. Done well. Uh, I, I think his current net value, I looked him up, is at $3 million. Um, 
which is not a lot. And, and that ain't no money. So, so, little boy, so please spend wisely. Well, I hope so. I hope he has the right people around and him. And not a little boy, young man. I'm so sorry because I hate being called a boy. Young um, man, please spend wisely. Yeah, I think, I think hopefully he has the right crew around him, and hopefully he will continue to succeed. But I'm very happy to see an African-American gay male. I guess, and I would hope, I would venture to say at least out the first African-American gay male um, and, and just breaking records and he's, he's beat, but doesn't, it doesn't, we don't know how long he's going to be at number one. It could be another six, seven weeks that he's going to be at number one to where it's going to be not impossible to smash, but it's going to be, you know, a, a good little while. So kudos to you, Lil Nas X. Uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, he trolls the kids. Follow him on Twitter um, at Lil Nas X. And then I think his handle is Nope, N-O-P-E. Uh, in the same vein as music, Miss Lizzo, girlfriend, I need you to come to the front of the uh, uh, <laughs> uh, of the choir, in front of the in front of the church. Uh, Miss Lizzo just dropped a new video featuring the queen, the iconic, the the new doctor, um, Melissa Elliot, Missy, Mister Mina Elliot, called Tempo. Now I've listened to a little bit of Lizzo's album. And I like it. Still not really my cup of tea. I'm getting into it. You know, I think that's millennials. But w- the reason why I'm talking about her today is because she's a big girl and she ain't ashamed to show it. I am a big boy. Neymar is, is small, petite, very Ann Taylor Loftish, right? More like Clarice. Armani, Chanel, Clarice. What? Charlotte Roos, not Clarice. You have lost your damn mind. Ain't no them damn the, Charlotte Roos. Ain't them the I used to, You heard what I said. Chanel, Chanel Armani. Armani make two it. Well, when I, I mean the refined shaped clothing. Uh, look, I'm talking no about size. No Ann Taylor Loft, bitch. Look clothes. Ann Taylor, very much. No. Ann Taylor Loft. Uh, so... <laughs> For me to see, again, it's about representation. To see Lizzo, who, I mean, my family is big, big, big boned, I guess. My mom's like six, mama's six one. Big bone, six. y'all just heavy people, girl. Yeah, I mean, we big. No um, big bone. Well, heavy, yeah. I mean, but my mom, to be a woman, my mom is abnormally, I won't say abnormally tall, but she's six feet for a woman. That's big. But my sister's a plus size girl, but seeing a plus size girl, Black girl, big fat black girl, and I and, and I mean she is fat, but taking control of her body and her narrative and saying that this is me, this is my body, and Mama had on a one more lovely two piece, like for real two piece, like two. She piece. likes to show her body. I and, and I'm here for it. I'm I'd here. actually like to design something for her. You know, I, I see some of her fashions. Okay. And I'm not also impressed. I don't know who's designing for her, but I don't think they know how to design for a plus size woman. You do? I'm asking, but I'm not being shady. I'm asking a question because all of your clothing that I've seen is all on small people. So this, so here is the difference, my dear. And I would cut you from any which ways but Sunday, but I'm not. But because you are a thespian who has been in. And out of the industry, you may have forgotten, but you know, I have worked steadily, you know, all of my years as a designer. And I also have the versatility of being a costume designer. And costume design brings about a different 
aspect of designing because as you know with costume design you're designing for real people so I have worked with women of all shapes and sizes and I have wrapped them in silk confections that have been nominated for many awards so I think I would do wonderful work for Lizzo so okay there you have it now she's slightly in her feelings but I asked a legitimate question because she is right. She does do costume design, and I don't think about costumes. I think about stage, and I guess award shows, you're putting on a grander stage. But when you look at your work, which is impeccable, it's the two to fours, two to sixes, zeros to twos. That's just like the sample presentations. And, you know, and that is very archaic in a way. You know, brands are moving towards, you know, photographing and using real women in their campaigns and you know you'll see more of that from me as well what you know the traditional you know uh i guess presentation for fashion are for the smaller girls okay but you know you can always mix it up but no but i design for all women and i could definitely design for lizzo i'm not sure who designs for you lizzo but hey you never know let's work well, Lizzo, if you're listening, if anybody knows Lizzo, forward this to her. We're going to tag her in it, though. Uh, but I am so happy. I am happy, happy, happy seeing a plus. Because it just opens. Representation is everything. There was The only representation that I had growing up being a big was Uncle Phil and Carl Winslow. And, I mean, Carl Winslow was not somebody I, and if you to cause Winslow shape, I'm not fat shaming by any means. Yes, you are. No, I'm not fat shaming, but I, I, I'm, well, first off, I couldn't be Carl Winslow because I'm not, what's his name, Reginald Bell Johnson, Reginald Johnson. But anyway, I'm not his height. Reginald is a short man. Um, I'm six three and a half, six four. so I'm more on the Uncle Phil side, if you God bless the dead, James Avery. Um, he is gone. He's been gone. Uh, but mm. that was kind of my representation when I saw people on TV as far as plus size or big men. Um, and so I'm happy that look fat black girls, look fat white girls, and it is, and not even not even the white girls because they always had fat people on TV. I mean, you got the Melissa McCarthy's and the Jenny McCarthy. Well, Jenny went fast, the Melissa's, and then you had other fat women who I really don't know, Delta Burke, you know, whatever. She was small at one point, but she gained weight. Uh, they've had representation, but it's the black folks that were lacking representation. So her being not ashamed of her body is saying this is all me bitch you could have had a bad bitch um i am so happy for lizzo i am so happy absolutely i um, think for her and lizzo if you hear this again neymar n-i-a-m-a-r smooches darling n-i-i-a-m-a-r would be love to design and work with you so we're gonna take a little break at this moment. We don't have anything else in our pop culture segment because we're hitting it and quitting it this week. Side note: How are you enjoying Pose? Real quick. It is good, but I have been. When I tell you, I already, I already foresee this month being a very busy month for me. I'm already like literally, I'm going into the month of August, um, full steam ahead. So with that being said, I've, I missed. I missed an, an episode, episode and, and then, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I love the show. I just need to catch up on it. And then Billy Porter being nominated. Oh, yes, I mean, Bravo and the Hollywood, um, the star on the um, Hollywood Walk of Fame. He is getting a star, along with Ruthie Carter. 
the, the costume design for Black Red Panther. Girl, right, it was Black Lee's girl. Uh, both of um, both of them are getting stars. Oh, well, congratulations, yeah. Miss mm-hmm, Billy mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Ruthie. Uh, Ruth, I, I, Mother Ruth E. Carter, I love her, and she knows that I exist. The, oh, all right. <laughs> you better hop not with the upper echelon. Tony Award, no, well, no, I know she's an Oscar. She's an Oscar, but she know uh, she, you know, she does her film. She's film, but she you doesn't know, do like, Broadway. She knows she's. I, she did. The, she got her start in theater, but that's when she was like young, 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 young. Like you know, but now she's like in her six. I think she's sixty or something. Anyway, but you know, it's thirty years of designing film. Okay. Which is amazing. Okay. Well, we're gonna go away, and we're gonna come back. So y'all stay tuned. All right. Hey guys, uh, like I just like kind of fucked that up, but anyway, we're back. Um, so this is my segment, which is College of Arts, where you know I I want to you know I highlight something that's going on you know in the arts community, not necessarily individual, but a current event, anything. So we all know about you know the legendary iconic Ebony magazine, and you know Ebony and Jet magazine. Right, but didn't they just like cut? So, so this, so this is, oh, so okay. you're right. So, so you know they they've been going through a lot of struggles, you know, financially. Mm. For which to me is very surprising. You know, I mean, it just kind of seems like when Mother Eunice shut her eyes, it was just who was that? That was she's the founder. Well, you know, Eunice Johnson and um, her husband were the founders. You know, Eunice Johnson, his wife. Mr. Johnson, you know, she's founded uh, Ebony Fashion Fair. And Eunice was a pioneer in fashion because she was the first black female at the time that was actually purchasing couture from the Parisian, you know, from the European houses. So it was a big deal. And she really did make a, a huge mark for uh Opened a opened a door actually, you know, for black models, black designers, back then. Anyway, go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and tell what you were talking about because I got something to talk. When you said when you said Ebony Fashion Fair, I need you to t- their makeup too, and that's what we gonna talk about. As soon as you get done, so say your yeah, thing. Yeah, so it was the whole thing. So anyway, mm-hmm. so you know, so pretty much they're pretty much uh, they're shuddering pretty much. So, you know, it's really unfortunate this iconic brand is going away. But there's a silver lining to the story because, you know, they were auctioning off uh, the company Johnson Publishing was uh, was looking to sell, you know, all of their archive, the photo archive, all those years, 70 years of photo archives. They were trying to sell it to get money because that means they in debt somewhere a lot of debt no a lot of debt and so um anyway so ends up thankfully um i think four major uh trust the john getty uh trust uh oh gosh i can't remember the top of my but you guys google it um but several trusts got together the ford the ford foundation Four trusts got together and purchased the archive for way more than what I think is actually it was worth uh, for thirty million dollars, and so of course that money will go 
into paying the creditors and I mean maybe keep it afloat who knows um so we don't know what the last answer is but the fact of the matter is that the images were saved and the and the and the four trust that purchased the archive is donated it to the uh African American Museum well that's awesome that's going to be you know available to the public and also I think some of the foundations will hold them in trust as well but that they will all be available to the public for every you know for researchers journalists because had that just been like piecemeal sold those things go into private collections well, and, you never and, see it again. and you'll never see it again so the fact of the matter is that you know it was saved hopefully um you know i mean that's i mean that's a large part of african-american history in photograph and photography that has been saved i mean you so to- so it's it's a wonderful thing i'm really happy and that's a very uh it's, it's gonna be a keystone um in keeping, I think, the African-American, especially the 20th century, African-American uh, legacy right. alive, Be- actually through photo. Because, I mean, for for, for I mean for many years, those were the only publication that you, again, representation. That was. That were for us. You had yep. Jet and Ebony. And, and, little, was and Jet was Jet was a little smaller one. A little like, smaller one. And then Ebony was a You know, you then the other magazines started to come along, like Essence. Right. And upscale, uptown, you yeah. remember all heart and soul. I remember it's heart and soul. I think heart and soul is still around. But you remember when those magazines I were remember. all coming around? But see, but those, I mean, those are the when they came around. Those are the time of paper publications. We didn't have the internet exactly in the time of your hand, right? And so I hope. I mean, first off, kudos to the four trusts, whomever they may be, that one came together, purchased them, two donated them to the African American Museum and and DC. Uh, and then three, hopefully, wherever this $30 million, it, you what, do what is right with the money. Because I remember a while back, there were their contributors had not gotten paid. Yeah. Um, staffers. Staffers had not gotten paid. And they recently, the latest article um, prior to this news was that they had already started, you know, preparing. Like they were firing people, like preparing to... But to fold, to fold, but firing and still had not gotten paid for I mean, work think that about has been it. done. I mean, it's kind of like if they were in that much debt and they're not even making payroll, they're just you ain't even afloat at that point. You yeah. are clearly in the red. So right. hopefully, uh, Essence and Jet does what they're supposed to do or should do yeah. with that money. Or I mean, it's, even if they just shutter the print, because no, the print has already been shuttered. Okay. So it's just digital now. So I don't understand like there there is money. I mean, you can have a small very small staff with that. I know. And so hopefully they will be able to keep things afloat in the digital in age. the digital in the on the digital realm, you know, the digital platforms that they have. But I just sometimes wonder like, you know, why do these why did they wait so long to transition into the digital age? I also, I sometimes I do you know that there are a lot of or you know, like you know companies that um, saw the digital wave coming and jumped on the bandwagon and they're still around. Right. That's even not even not even rest. I mean not even even publication, but even stores. Yeah. Brick and mortar stores are closing left and right because exactly. when you can order 
Amazon, Walmart, So I'm just eBay. curious as to why they did not have the foresight. I don't know. You know, it could have been many things. But I know for at one, at one point, um, Linda Johnson Rice, the daughter. Okay, I'm glad you know these names, bitch. I have. So I oh, yeah. Like, I, like, I'm a connoisseur of, you know, the black aristocracy in America. But they were that. You know, they were the black elite. They were the black aristocracy. What? Keep talking because you're about to say something real. I know what you're about to say. No. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you sick animal. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that's not even funny. That's disgusting. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Oh my lord! I'm sorry, y'all. When I tell you, my stomach has been bothering me. Oh my goodness! Oh, you know no. what? This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry, child. My oh. stomach has been bothering me, and honey, this I smelled it before he did. That's why I just said, "Keep talking, honey," because I know he was about to uh, say something. Anyway, honey. let me finish my segment. As <laughs> I was saying, so that's where it is, and um. That's the College of Arts, so well, you know, I think you guys will be really interested if you look it up and just, and those who don't know the Ebony Jet, you know, uh, s- story, um, it is quite an inspiring one, so. I, can, can, I'm going to touch real, real quick on I hate fashion fair makeup. My grandmama. But fashion fair had changed over the years. No, fashion fair. I got my grandma. Well, they're gone now. Well, there are still some places that you can get it, and even online. Uh, I had to get my grandmother out of that because, again, fashion fair old stock. Because I, I think they stopped. Child, my my, they stopped producing. My grandmother fashion fair was probably the first of the dark. I'm assuming of the well, darker no, shade. No, you think about Madame Cecil, but I don't know what kind of. I don't know. Well, anyway, but they were the fashion the fair was a pioneer of, because of, this because it strictly catered to, to women of African American women before CoverGirl and all these other brands came out with the Queen collection mm-hmm. and for Black women. Right, fashion fair was the makeup, but again. Fashion Fair, just like Johnson Publishing, they did not stay with the trends. They, they it, just allowed it. Just I mean, they they were not they were they were not using new formulas, um, uh, color correction. They were not moving into the technology. On. My grandma I had to get her out of. She looked orange. Yeah. Every they had the Fashion Fair makeup had a heavy mm-hmm. orange pigment, pigment in it, and yep. I'm just like. You look like a big orange, mm-hmm. and I had to tell her. I said, you and I introduced her to Mac because we're about uh, to say we're about the same skin tone. Okay. And I told her that this is when I was my I was a younger gay baby. I used to wear full beat oh, back in the day, Lord. honey. Uh, NW fifty or NC forty five, depending on how the sun hit my face. Or how well, I know I wear uh, I wear pancake for sure. That's my tone. Pan- it's pan- a pancake. That's Mac. That's the color that foundation that I when oh, I oh, it's called pancake. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I just but know it's the a n- it's a number. But yeah, this one was pancake something. Oh, okay. But um, anyway. So yeah, I got excuse <coughs> me. I got my I, grandmother out of fashion bag because she she still like every she I'll still go in her room and I'll see a lot of she doesn't use the press anymore. She'll still have some of the the um like the lipsticks or whatnot. Right. Uh, which lipsticks are fine. I'm getting. But I really had to get her out of that press file. Yeah, because she... I remember when I was working for Macy's, you know, my first job. Uh-huh. 
and I was a visual merchandise. I remember. Was it still Macy's? There? Well, you, it was Macy's. It was Macy's. So I was a visual. Changed mer- from Bird Eyes. Yeah, you? long time. It was Macy's. Okay. It was Macy's. Macy's, Florida. And um, I would get all the new. You know, I was a visual merchandise. Visual merchandise. So I would get all the, you know, the visual collateral and and so they were going at that time. That was two thousand and eight. They were going through. I'm sorry, not 2008. No, before that, it's 2007. Okay. Um, they were going through, you know, the transition, like rebranding, and coming out with new colors. But by that time, I was like, y'all, well, y'all waited too late. Mm-hmm. People have already been introduced to other brands right. now. Other brands, um, probably like Mac and those and other European Bobby brands Brown, that um, had started. Catering to African-Americans, to African-Americans yeah. and to brown hue. You had lost your customer base right. at that point. Exactly. So, yeah, that's my thing. My grandma used to send me to Gafers. Remember Gafers? I remember Gafers. She used to, my grandma used to send me to Gafers. <laughs> oh, she would drive, brother. She wouldn't send me to Gafers. I remember Gafers. She would give me, she, oh, what she used to do is, here, take this, she would give me the empty container uh-huh. and go inside to the counter because she knew exactly how much it was, give me the, the amount of cash uh-huh. and say, take this and get it to them. So she would give me give me her empty con- uh, blush container, a press powder container, empty lipstick and send me in. So did, they get, did they get like points or something for this? No, but she didn't want me to buy the wrong thing. Oh, she would give it to me to say, I need this. Okay. And I'll give it to the woman at the counter. Okay. And she'll look at the back of it. Oh, and then give me, okay. make sure it's fragrance free because I got allergies. And right. So I had to look at the container. And so that's how I got very familiar with fashion fair because my grandmother. You know, most just, most women that gen, that that generation and older wore Your mama fashion fair? At one point she did. She doesn't wear it anymore, I don't think. Well, if they ain't got it, she can't wear it no more. Yeah, but at one point, yeah, she wore fashion. Like I, I said, but my mother is 50, what, 56, 55? I see your mother's, your mother's along with my mother. Yeah. And then, but my grandmother's 73. So, yeah, 20 mm-hmm. years different. So, anyways, kudos to, um. To Ebony and Ebony the sale. And Jet, yeah. And keep that money. Do what you're supposed to do, bitch. I All know, right. right? Please. All right. We'll be back. We are back, and we have gotten to the point where we call this AA, which is the academic advisor, and this is our listener letter. So uh, make sure you email us at collegefrenemiespodcast at gmail.com and send us your letters, your questionnaires. Again, since we are like a new podcast, we're not getting that many. We only got one again this week. One what? One one uh, one question. One very oh, okay. question. So well, I'm glad that y'all are emailing the questions, but please send more. Send some 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 good stuff that we can answer. And this is not a bad one. So it says, "Hey Sebastian, hey Neymar, I am planning on moving up to the New Jersey, New York, New Jersey area, and I'm not sure what to expect. I am from the rural South." And I just want to get your feedback, being that you live in the area. Any any feedback will help. Thanks. So, Neymar has been here longer than I, so we will let him go first. Thank you so much. I usually do have seniority. Because she's older. Um, No, I'm not older. You are, by all means. Um, Moving to New York. I moved to New York. It will be... Oh my gosh! It will be eleven years on August second. Oh yeah, uh, next week. The, next this week. week. This week. This week. When is the second? Saturday. Thursday. Thursday. Thir- 
Friday. Right. One of these days, honey, we call it every day of the week. Right. But one of these days, honey. I, yeah, that it would be 11 years. So, I'm, wow, yeah. Anyway. So, um, I mean, what to expect? I moved to New York with a burning passion to always moved here. Your question sounds a little lackluster, so I don't know if you're really excited. Are you running from the law? Or <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But, I mean, you can expect a lot. It's expensive. That's one thing for sure. Um, lots. It's a lot of people. So, I mean, you know, if you're from the rural south, you know, you might not... Or you may be ready for the culture shock because, I mean, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. It's not rural, but I always knew that I wanted to live in New York City. Um, I don't know. It's just like it was just something about New York. I just it was New York. So, I mean, you know, the I think, you know, the New York that and they didn't say how old they were. but No, I they mean, did. I hope they're not like. Honey, if you seventy, just stay where you at. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, that's very true because I mean, you know, New York is a is a is a very fast paced city to move to when you like middle, like when you are older. Especially like if you're like knees, honey. right. I mean, if you're middle aged and you're like an executive and you're making like I mean, you know, you're making lots of money and you know you have the you know you have the discretionary income, you know, to make life easier fine but i have found that new york is a growing up city it's 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 a it's a growing up city it forces you to do it honey like i think when people move here when they're young it's the best time cuz it will sh- i think so because i will be i will be very honest with you me moving to new york when i was 25 was An experience of growing up. I became a man. I came into manhood in New York. Now, when you became, when, when did you become a woman? Though? Nah. <laughs> if you came into manhood, when you, when, when first you, of all, when did you transition? I, I'm a man, and I like every part of my body. So, thank you very much. But, um, what was I saying? You got me off track. You became a man in, at 25 in New York City. A manhood, right. Like, you know, because that was like a, you know, I was on my own. Um, I did live with my, uh, at, the, at the time, one of my high school best friends. Um, I stayed with her for five months until the first. And I slept on her couch. And that, those were the best of times, like those memories. Um, and you Is know, she it was still here. No, Zakia, Dr. Milwaukee. Oh, Zakia, you know, she's at Zakia. FAMU. She's oh. at FAMU. You know, she's All a right. professor there now. Okay, yes, okay. yes, she is doing very well. Okay, shout out um, to Zakia. Hey, girl, I know, and right? Your husband, Dr. Milwaukee. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I mean, for me, it was a growing up city. I think, you know, it's good for people to move here when they're young because I think it gives you an opportunity. This city is so vast and it's so diverse and so much culture. It really gives you an opportunity to learn who you are because uh, there's a saying that New York is the loneliest city. And it is if you think about it, you know. Mm. Everybody's like, you know, in their own bubble and... Yeah, amongst the sea of people. So, you know, it really, 
I think it's a good place for young people to move to. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, those are my experience. I don't know what else to say. It's a good city. I love it. I'm here for what I do. If I were not a designer, I would probably be living maybe in Miami because I love Miami. Mm. Um, or, I mean, you know, well, anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah, New York is great. Okay, because she's okay, she rambling at this right. point. Um, so, you didn't say what you were coming here for, kind of like Neymar said. So, I'm, I'm a little different. From Florida, from Tallahassee, my great-grandmother used to live here. So, as a child, I always visited. So, I kind of had an idea of New York. Then I came here in 2006. Um, and, and became a slap plum whore. And did. So, and this is what we're going to touch on. Um, came in 2006. For internship at the Negro Ensemble Ooh, Company. So oh, and you just telling them, and, and you just associating the, that that iconic, yeah, that iconic are, company. They almost like Ebony and Jet too. So <laughs> I still love them, but I um, am not even going to go there because you know I have worked extensively with the Negro Ensemble. I'm company. still very good friends with them. They call me when they need help okay. and need. You know, I volunteer at times. But anyway, that ain't it. So I came here in 2006 as an adult, and I was able to really invest myself into the city, and the city really invested <laughs> itself within me. Um, so I, when I when I came back, I continued my degree, and I wanted I I felt that this was home for me when I after 2006. Um, as coming from the, like you, the rural South. Tallahassee is a capital, but it's very, very conservative, very, very small ideas, very, um, very black church-like, all that good stuff. And so when I was here, I was a, nobody knew me. Nobody knew who I was. And so going back to the, you know, New York being a lonely city, it is. But at the same time, when you're coming from a place where people know you or know your family, it's great to be unknown at times. Um, I will give you some advice. Because Nehemiah moved up here and moved directly into the city. I lived in Harlem. I lived in Harlem. I never lived, quote unquote, in the city besides with my grandmother, my, gra- mm-hmm. my great-grandmother. Uh, I moved to Jersey, and I researched kind of, well, I moved to Jersey in the still of the night, to be perfectly honest, because I kind of left, didn't really tell nobody that I was leaving. I always wondered what that was really about. What do you mean, really about? As to why you left like a thief in the night. Oh, that's not a that's not a um secret. Okay, so I'm gonna try to wrap this up real quick. Because you had never told me, but I kind of figured it was something in the milk wasn't clean. No, there was no. What you mean? Okay, give me what you think that happened. I have no idea. Okay, so long story short, I'm gonna make this try to do this story in about five minutes. It ain't even gonna take that long. So, long story short, I was graduated FAMU 2010, working and saving, like most people know. When you work and save, when you actually get the money to what you need, something happens. Transmission go out, refrigerator go out. So I can never fully invest in me saving uh, to move up here. That's because you're not tithing to the house. What church do you go to? And where do you tithe? Excuse oh. me, I tithe to First Corinthian Baptist Church. You see, are you still tithing because you don't go there? Yes, uh-huh. I do. Just because I don't have to, just because I don't sit when in the last a time physical you've church. Been first, okay. That's none of your oh, damn oh, business. But they don't bring up tithes when between, I went. No, 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 no. You brought up no, no, tithes. No, 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 no. I did. And okay. like I said, <laughs> I tithe. And I just do because too. I, just because, just do, because. Do you want to see my Just because I don't go to church. Do you want to see my That is not associate. That does not associate with me not 
not tight. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, I, but I it made, also I, says being I fellowship. Made, I made a blanket. Another. I made a blanket statement. I said, well, well don't, don't are break you tithing? Okay. Are and, you, I, and I all tied. you had to say was yes. I t- I tied. All you had to say was yes. I tied. Me, okay. me, me not going to church got nothing to do with me tithing. Okay. I tied and I go to church. Well, wonderful. Well, so, and, and I was you, there this time. And you still in the hole. Huh? I ain't in the hole. I ain't, I ain't saving the way I want to save, mm-hmm. but everything is still on Since and running. Since 2010? No, that ain't it. Now, that ain't where we going. So, save, save, save. So, car breakdown. That's most of us. It's just what it is. Every time you have a lump sum of money, not talking about not not talking about income tax, bitch, but you you're saving towards something. Something pops up to causes you to spend partially or all. I don't know nothing about this. So I'm not gonna comment on that. So um, I had got a job with Micros, and this is make a long story short. I got a job. Oh right. yeah, right. I had got a job with Micros. Um, and Micros, I, anybody that knows me, I traditionally work in the hospitality industry. Micros is a company that they build PMSs, property management systems, and they build POSs, uh, uh, point of sale systems. So when you go, those checkout systems, when you go to Applebee's, those systems, they build them. There's, they are one of the companies that build them. So anyways, I got a job with them to being a trainer for a PMS system, whatever. Micros. um, I was up in their, their base out of Columbia, Maryland, was with them for about six four months, four or five months, uh, training up there. I came next to see Neymar. We had a thing at his old apartment uh, at your house. Oh, in the Bronx. Right, in the Bronx, yes. right. So when I was in, I drove up one weekend um, when I was down there. So Micros got bought by um, uh, Oracle, who is a company that makes Java, JavaScript for your computers. They had a town hall meeting saying that nothing is going to change. We're just acquiring them to broaden the brand, the portfolio, yada, yada, yada. After they signed the dotted lines, that everybody, what is it, first, what's the adage? First, last hire, first fire. Being that all of us, it wouldn't even, actually, it wasn't even six months. It was 90 days because we were all in our 90-day period. And everybody that came in in that last class got terminated. I was distraught. I was upset about that because I thought this was my way out of Tallahassee. I could travel the uh, travel the continent of the United States for free on their dime, training and this and training different properties and whatever. And when that fell through, I felt into a place of depression, um, hurt. Why me? I thought this was my way out. And so that happened in August, late August of twenty. Uh, when did I move up here? 2014, August of 2014. I moved up here on the day after my birthday, October 26th. But when he talking about he don't know what happened is, it's because I didn't tell everybody why I was coming. I, well, first, I didn't tell a lot of people that I even came up here. My mother knew. Some close friends knew. My siblings knew. My grandparents and cousins, nobody knew that I had left Tallahassee because I didn't want them putting their fears on me because, bitch, I didn't have no job. I still had a fully functional household in Tallahassee. I came up here with literally like 700 And this is talking to you, ma'am or sir. Please let us know if you're a ma'am oh, or I sir. I moved here with $400 in my pocket. Yeah, so we... Th- but I was, here on a, I was here on a mission and a dream. Well, see, same thing for me. And so I... But had I, your mission and dream... How is that going so far? Well, my mission and dream is the dreams have changed. Oh. Dreams change. Dreams change. Um, but let me get back to the end of it. So long story short, I moved up here. I didn't want my family putting their burdens on me like 
I didn't have... Wait, don't rush me, because you asked this question. You brought this up. I would have been done with my damn um suggestion to you, this person. You, you didn't have the answer. Oh, yes, you because you put it out there, and if I don't answer, it's going to seem like I got something to hide. Well, bitch. you probably do. I don't. That's why I'm telling the story. You have many skeletons in your closet. No, I, not, girl, I live an open book. Anybody that follows me on Facebook know my book is open. Ask, ask for some of your skeletons, honey. I don't have skeletons. Oh, so, so you say. No, I don't. So, you okay. <laughs> Everybody got a skeleton, and somebody got a key. Um, so in it, at any rate, I didn't want them putting their fears on me. So I only told my mama cause I didn't want her to worry like why I ain't seen him. And so I came up here, got, I came up with 400 some odd dollars, still trying to pay bills in Tallahassee with that little, I mean that the 700 some odd dollars. And I got a job within two weeks because of my resume, because I had worked in hospitality and I've been working pretty much ever since. So with that being said, that is why I came up here. I got depressed in Tallahassee. I got static in Tallahassee because I didn't want to be in Tallahassee. So I had to make a drastic change, and I stowed away in the middle of oh. the goddamn night. Okay, I'm not running from the law, bitch. Oh, cause I because cause I'm gonna tell you who right now. This is what I'm gonna tell you. This is what this bitch trying to talk about. I ain't I'm running from. I'm gonna tell you what the people told me. Girl, what the people told you? The people told lying. me that you was running from the law. Girl, I ain't, no, I ain't running from nobody's law. The people said that you was running from the law. Nah, I don't know where that came from. Now, nah, I don't know if you bullshit or tell the truth. Nah, I'm but you can go back truth. and tell them people to kiss truth. my natural Everybody black ass. Was asking, I said, listen, I don't know what's going on. And they said that they heard you was running from the law. <laughs> <laughs> lies you tell, lies they tell. Honey, I come from a family of law enforcement, honey. I ain't, mm-hmm. I ain't running from nobody's law. Mm-hmm. Have I been in trouble with tickets and whatnot before? Hell yeah, bitch, because my driving record is the deplorable. Well, not now. Back in the day, bitch, she was good and deplorable, honey. But not now. I ain't running from nobody's law. If they want me, they know exactly where to find me. Oh, if, okay. But they don't want me. So anyways, ma'am, sir, do your research wherever you want to live. Um... I did mine. Jersey is cost effective. Neymar was very gung-ho about not living. Um, oh. What? What? what, what? Nothing. I don't see. Okay, see, that's talking behind the scenes. Uh, what? Nothing. Finish your statement well, because but, we were not uh, she, she, she was very gung-ho about not being over in Jersey. And I told her a... Showed her a new way just based on how I lived over here. That is is a possibility that she could save money. She ain't transitioned over here yet, but it is what it is, Um, girl. But look at your price point, first and foremost. It is a culture shock. If you're coming from the rural south, it is. Don't think, don't expect everybody going to say hey and good morning to you. They're going to look like look at you crazy. I've been here for five years and I still sound country. And every time I meet somebody and I say yes, ma'am, and no, sir, to the first thing they say, you ain't from here, is you? Um, great times. I don't know what you get into. Great food, great atmosphere. There's stuff that you can always do. You can venture out. I'm not sure if you're college educated which doesn't really make a difference, but say if you're part of fraternity or an alumni association, reach out to um, uh, those persons because they'll be able to show you around. Um, but and then a- you can always visit nyc.gov oh. and they'll give you all the information you need all the, on the great city of, of New York. All the free stuff. because That's another. There's a lot of free shit to do uh-huh. up there. All right, love. Well, child, she's trying to wrap me up because she mm-hmm. asked a goddamn question that I had to answer. So, 
Um, best of luck to you. Email us when you come. We may hang out with you. May I don't you know? Cause Neil, I will. Neymar probably won't because oh, she's real you. funny. Okay. She, she's very particular about who she hanging at. I.e. college friend of me can stand her. Um, so thank you. Send your letters to college frenemies podcast at gmail.com and thanks. I'll be back. All right, guys, and we are back for our academic suspension segment. Bitch, who's getting suspended this week? I know. So this person probably needs to just be expelled or rather impeached they ain't gonna do it uh, well anyway i just had to voice my opinion on this and it's uh mr donald trump miss come on Denisha. i mean you know it's just it's absolutely ridiculous and i'm just really upset that now finally he is he is he is he is targeting directly the african-american community and using it as a pawn and it's just absolutely unfortunate um but you know you you know you guys if you know about the baltimore statement he called it a filthy uh what is a filthy a rat infested like a third world country something right and so my and so i i guess i guess my thought is you're supposed you are supposed to be the president of the united states of america that means you govern America, the entire country. So if you have a problem with a certain city, why aren't you sending aid there? Why aren't you sending resources there? Oh, yeah, but you're not doing that because the city is predominantly black. You really don't give a damn. And you're just trying to exploit this. And I just think that's just really terrible, you know. You know, it does. Every city has its uh, has its issues, has its crime. Um, hell, New York City used to be back in the seventies <laughs> on the brink of destruction. Prostitutes and pimps, and and drugs, drugs and crime, down. murder, and and, and and look what he has one of his biggest buildings at. Right, a city that was transformed. But if you're going to be the president of the United States. Why are you gonna berate your own citizens? I just think that I just think that's just low, and it comes from a place of just not even caring or trying. If it's such a filthy, rat-infested, no one wants to live there, well then what are you doing? But then you come around, and so then he tried to use, you know, now it's like oh. African Americans, they love me. They're happy with me. No, the hell, we're not happy with you. And the ones that you, the ones no, that we are, are not. being portrayed to we be are happy not. with you, I'm sure they're getting they're on somebody's payroll. Or we doing are not something. exactly. And people, we have to get together and uh, as one, Democrats, anybody that is uh, an ally for good, this man cannot be reelected. So, if I had it my way. If you were in my university, Baldwin University, you would be expelled. Something else is going on. And so what, what I feel when it comes down to Donald Trump, he always, I agree with your suspension. Uh, and I agree with exposure. Bitch, I agree with death. Oh. Um, 
Nah, nah, honey. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, now, they, now you know they're going to come looking for you. Listen, <laughs> I have nothing to do. And I'm serious. I have nothing to girl, yeah, like they are go. Griffin. You yeah. know they listening. Yeah. Oh, I'm, my goodness. A baby. I am you, not. Somebody's <laughs> knocking at this door. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm they not. What I'm tomorrow. saying, girl, what I'm saying is not. To get you I tomorrow. am not going to kill Donald Trump, honey. I'm not wishing that he was that he was killed. I'm not saying that killed is out of word or murder. I'm not saying that. You can't. I mean, I mean, you you are just digging a ditch. Just yeah, stop. Okay, yeah. With all um, these words and his name attached. That's not good. Okay. Yes. Okay. So at this point, honey, I agree with Text this. Me when they come get you tomorrow. <laughs> they come to get you. Yeah, solo show after a while. Oh, uh, I agree with them, but I think there's something bigger going on. Anytime that there's a hoopla, Donald Trump does things to take your attention off of something larger that is going on, and so I think he drops these little crumbs of racist racism and little crumbs of rhetoric. Uh, of rhetoric because there's something larger that is going on. So Baltimore is is the latest city, the latest issue. We've seen Puerto Rico. We've seen uh, how he uh, 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 said that they're a third world country and how uh, he interacted with them, um, how he's saying, you know, people coming from Mexico that are seeking asylum are coming from shithole countries or whatnot. So... Um, hopefully the people of Baltimore, Baltimore City, Baltimore County are paying attention and remembering this, what is being said when it comes down to 2020. This is nothing new for Donald Trump. This is nothing out of the ordinary. You know, unfortunately, I've gotten to the point to where I am not surprised at things that Donald Trump says. I don't even get upset anymore. Not saying that I'm not paying attention, uh, but I don't get upset because I can't allow that to fuck up my day. I can't, and my days are fucked sometimes just because of life in general. So to allow an outside element to come in to further fuck up my day, I cannot allow that in my space. Just because I don't get upset doesn't mean that I'm not paying attention. And where my attention is, I guess, is going to be paid or where I'm going to make my my anger count, if you will, is in November 2nd, 2020, or whatever it is, November 3rd, the first, whatever that, the first Tuesday, uh, is it Tuesday or Thursday? The first Tuesday, I think, of November, which is Election Day. That is where I'm going to make my anger be heard. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful, I am prayerful that the people of Baltimore, that the people of... of um, can't say Puerto Rico because I don't think they can vote. Can Puerto Rico vote even though they are a territory yeah. of the United States? I don't. I didn't know they voted. They have a governor. They and that be oh that bitch resigned too. You saw that because of his rhetoric too. Mm-hmm. But he's baby Trump. But anyways, um, I hope that you all remember these feelings um, that you're feeling now. They like actually what Praytel just said on polls tonight. Remember these feelings. So when when it's time to go into action, when it is time well, to, I, think they can vote, anyway. I know they are there the, the, are derivative or territory, but I don't know if they vote. I don't think they can. Okay. Um, I, I don't have me lie about Puerto Rico. Um, I just like Puerto Rican men. Um, but yes, Donald Trump. He is, he needs to be suspended, flat out suspended. I don't even know why they used, why they allowed him to use Twitter. And I know they were having some kind of conversation about this as his official way of communicating. There's nothing, nothing wrong with using Twitter as an additional, but to be your official way of communication, that is absurd to me. They do not have voting representation in the United States Congress. 
and are not entitled to electoral votes for president. It holds a primary election in the spring for each presidential election. So they do vote. They just don't have a representative. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, good to know. Come on, Puerto Rico. Sorry for that loud, lad, that long pause right there. We were still here, but he was reading, and I was trying to figure out what he was doing. So, yes. So that is his suspension for this week. All right. My suspension is a little different because I was going to do another suspension, but I realized what I was going to talk about is an old video uh, from 2013 that has resurfaced at the Las Vegas uh, Police Department is... Um, that the Las Vegas department is um, dealing with now about the little boy selling water without having a permit and they put him in a chokehold. I thought it was something pre uh, like present tense right now that just happened, but that video just resurfaced. So, you know, that's what it is. But what I'm going to talk about is something that has happened to me. All right. Listen. My, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to preface this because this is about to get explicit, real explicit. My, 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 my top men, please take care of your hygiene. And that's the easiest way that I can say it. Top men, not the top shop, not the store in the mall, but my top men, please take care of your hygiene. So long story short. Over the course of the weekend, had company, yada, 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 do what adults do, this, that, and the other. The young man was uncircumcised, um, which is not an issue with me, um, but um, but with you being uncircumcised, my friends, I need you to Take care of that. Take care of the cleanliness of all of that region. As a, whatever you want to call it, taker, sometimes giver, verse bottom or whatnot. I am that I am. I take pride in making sure that this temple is clean. I take pride in making sure that I am an enjoyable ride. I take pride in uh, making sure that everything is clean copacetic and clean and bleached out. Well, I'm not going to say bleached out because bitch, bleach will kill you, but you get what I'm saying. Like how, like when you wipe down the tabletop with bleach and it's clean, you can eat off of it. Germ, same thing. When you come, I'm not even saying bathe because I ain't not, I don't mind smelling the, the smell of man. That, that doesn't bother me. Like you've been outside playing basketball or you've been working. That's, you know, those endorphins. I'm turned on by that. But when you smell sour and i ain't even know men can smell sour and then when you pull back the foreskin and there is lint and all of the just disgusting 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 and i'm not gonna call this person's name because we had a conversation about this very slight and he's like i guess he kind of took offense to it and i'm gonna email him this podcast um or text message in the link and so he may be pissed off with me at the end but please take care of that. And this is not a gay thing. This is not a straight thing. This is a human thing because some of you heterosexual men are out here with these, you know, dating your women, doing your women, whatever. And they don't want to smell that shit neither. As a man, you need to be able to 
Be groomed. Take care of yourself. Bitch, even keep, if, if nothing else, keep some baby wipes in your car. I keep baby wipes in my car. So, you, I mean, at least you can pull the foreskin back, run that baby wipe by there, pick up any loose particles of dirt or whatnot. At least it gives the presentation that you care about your partner. You care about yourself. You care about your cleanliness. You care about um, um, who you are proclaimed to be. So... For me, I'm not putting my face down on nothing. I ain't doing nothing with the and and and, and with that night. Just so y'all know, that night with him, I told him to go, go take a shower. And it wasn't even like, ooh, let's go take a shower. Nothing to say, bitch. No, go take a shower. Get yourself right and then come back. And he's like took offense to that too. But I'm not doing that. If I take as a bottom man, taking 35, 45 minutes to make sure that the water is goddamn clean. The least your black, Latino, white, South African, West African, whatever ass can do is run through the water, skip through the water, hopscotch through the water, and make sure that your body is clean, that your temple is clean, especially if you want somebody to put their face in the place. So that is my read for this week. Um, That was a bit. I think too much. Too, okay. What you mean? I don't know. What? Oh, you, you you don't like them to be clean? Uh, just uh, TMI. But anyway. Okay. See, again, I'm more uh, back to skeletons in the closet. I'm very much an open book, uh, and that's just me. I've always been that way. So, with that being said, any final? Uh, uh, a statement reward. no i have nothing to say guys have a wonderful wonderful week it's been a long week i am honestly exhausted it has been a pleasure being with you tonight but it's time to go yes we are about to go make sure you email us um at college frenemies podcast at gmail.com if you have any critiques any feedbacks any listener letters follow us on all social medias um, you can Facebook us just in the search bar, College Frenemies Podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram, C for Charlie or College Frenemies. Um, and that's really about it. Thank you for visiting us at Baldwin Agricultural Mechanical University. Um, and that is really about it. Catch us next week, and we will be talking to you guys soon. Y'all be good. All right, have a good night. Good Bye. week. Bye. Bye.